Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This weekend at Augusta, it's the Masters. And with 50% off a now sports membership, you can catch every, 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 and every. Watch all four days of the Masters live with 50% off a now sports membership for three months, bringing you all 11 Sky Sports channels. Join in at nowtv.com. 18 plus, streamed via internet. Offer ends 2nd of May. Standard pricing after three months. And welcome to Pod's Own Country, the Yorkshire Post political podcast. I'm Jerry Scott, the Yorkshire Post Westminster correspondent, and we're back on coronavirus today, but we're looking at it from a slightly different angle and looking at it from through the lens of Yorkshire's universities. And I'm joined by Peter O'Brien, who is the executive director of the Yorkshire Universities Group. Peter, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for the invitation. No, of course. I mean, God, what a absolutely mad time for universities it seems crazy I guess that students are kind of going back and starting their university careers at this kind of time before we before we get on to that do you want to tell me a bit about what Yorkshire Universities is and and what it is you guys are trying to do yes of course yes so we're a a regional partnerships uh, where we've got a shared commitment to strengthen the contribution of universities and higher education institutions to the economic, social and civic well-being of of the region. And we bring together um, a diverse group of universities and institutions, Mm -hmm. each of which form part of, we think, a very important ecosystem, doing particular things around research and innovation, skills, retraining, that civic role that universities play, working with businesses. And um, we think that universities are central to the future of Yorkshire and perhaps more so now in the context of the pandemic and the economic recovery which we need to see happening. How many how many um, universities does does Yorkshire have? Why how many of these institutions are we lucky enough to benefit from in the region? So in our membership there are 12 institutions there's 11 universities and there is the new Leeds Conservatoire which used to be the Leeds oh. College of Music. Um so there are varied sizes and 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 shapes. Uh, the largest of our members is the University of Leeds and the smallest is Leeds Conservatoire. So, yes, we've got a, uh, a rich history and diversity of, uh, of universities in the region. That's really interesting. And I think, you know, there's so, so much to choose from and so much uh, kind of educational benefit that comes from that. But before we kind of get on to that, let's talk a bit 
about the pandemic we're what oh god nine months in really how are your kind of members feeling as we you know I know different people have different term start times but I remember eons back now when I was at university it was towards the end of September students started going back is it around this time that they're looking to go back and start their university university time as well if they're freshers is it around now Yes, we're talking around now the start of the new academic year. So uh, new students are um, going to university for the first time. And obviously we've got returning students who are going back to study, whether undergraduate courses or postgraduate courses. What are your kind of members, what are people saying about about that happening during the pandemic now it's still going on? I suppose that must be a worry for people. Well, I think, I guess the thing I would say is that uh, universities have never closed you know during the lockdown so uh, we had the national lockdown and universities took very specific measures in in March to uh, safeguard students and uh, staff moved very quickly towards uh, introducing online learning because that was the key to continuing education for all of our students within the region and have developed that kind of uh, process of uh, online uh, teaching moving forward into what will probably be a more blended form of learning as the students return to campus and as the government encourages the economy to uh, reopen. But of course, we're in the midst still of a pandemic and there are important health and safety considerations for all of us, but particularly for students and staff within universities in particular cities and, and towns in Yorkshire. And the universities have been working incredibly hard with local authorities, local public health infrastructure, Public Health England, to make sure, make sure that those uh, safeguards are in place uh, when students return to, to campus. So it's been a very challenging time, I think, for the university sector, for staff within universities, but they've worked incredibly hard to make sure that a university education, as we would argue, is going to be a fantastic opportunity for so many thousands of students within this region over the next few months and years to come. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. We had... Um... Greg Fell, who is the uh, Director of Public Health for Sheffield on the podcast uh, last week, and he was saying one of their concerns in Sheffield, as well as you know, two universities, really is that there's going to be this influx of students coming and Freshers' Week isn't going to be Freshers' Week as, as we once knew it, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Is that what you're hearing as well? People have socially distanced Freshers' Week. Well, I remember Freshers' Week, and I'm a lot older than you, Jerry, probably uh, many years ago. And, uh, you know, part of the experience of going to university is the educational experience. It's also the social experience. But we all are in the midst of, you know, the most novel virus that we've known in our lifetimes and the most difficult uh, public health and economic situation that I can certainly remember in my lifetime and many of us can as well. Uh, but we have to ensure that uh, we move to some sense of normality, but do that in a way which safeguards and, and protects our students, our staff, but also the communities in which our universities are located. So it's really important for students and the university has been working hard with student unions mm. and with other uh, local authorities and institutions, as I said, to make sure that people follow the rules, which are, of course, changing all the time and yeah. will continue to change, one would imagine to make sure that we follow those rules to safeguard ourselves and to safeguard others. And I think that kind of joint work between universities and student unions and the local public health infrastructure and communities is going to be so important to ensuring that students do get a good experience and they will get a good experience. It'll be a different experience, of course, but the world is different at the moment. 
as they go to university, but to see that that investment in their university education will pay dividends for them uh, in the future. Yeah, we've heard a lot, haven't we, about this different experience and it potentially meaning that some students might defer their places or or think about maybe not going to university this year at all and maybe reconsidering it. Our student numbers, as you've seen so far, are they kind of holding or is that is that something you've seen coming through or not, not really at this stage? Well, the latest data from UCAS on placed applicants for undergraduate courses, so this, mm-hmm. this is updated, I think, on a weekly basis, shows that there's a 2% increase in the number of undergraduate students at universities oh, wow. in Yorkshire compared to last year. So student numbers are holding up. They're actually increasing. Part of the reason may be we're in the midst of an economic crisis and higher education is probably more attractive than ever before for young people considering their options as they come out of doing their A-levels. And we've also had the A-level situation, if I can call it that, uh, in in August, where universities have had to very quickly uh, look to see how they can accommodate students whose grades uh, match courses and have had to uh, adapt to that in a very short space of time and that's been of course a very challenging time for all not least the students who've uh, done their A-levels and wanted to go Mm. to universities so student numbers are holding up I guess we will find out more how that will develop over the next few weeks and also around international students as well but all the evidence seems to suggest that there is still a very strong demand and appetite for people to go to universities and undertake higher education. Uh, And that's a positive thing, I think, for Yorkshire. I'm glad that you mentioned the A-levels, actually, because that was a, well, a a saga for those young people, you know, not knowing what what their future would hold until it was kind of sorted at the last minute. And I know there was some concern from some of our universities that they would now need kind of extra support from the government to make sure they could provide the education that these students really deserved in a in a safe way. Is that is is that what you're hearing from your members? Are is is that a concern? Because I know you know you mentioned international students there. That's a big income stream for a lot of our universities, isn't it? What's the financial outlook at the moment? Certainly, international students. Yes, um, they they enrich the region and they bring so much so much to to Yorkshire. I think we were talking last year around thirty four thousand international students oh, wow. at Yorkshire's universities out of a student population of one hundred and ninety six thousand. Mm-hmm. So uh, not insignificant from over one hundred and twenty countries. Uh, this is really important, and it's it's so uh, I think enriches the region like Yorkshire have these students, but they also clearly. Uh, bring investment into mm. universities and investment into s- towns and cities in in Yorkshire. So um, I guess from the financial perspective, universities adapting to taking on more students and doing that in a safe manner has required them to think about their space, their estates, their accommodation. There is some additional resource coming from government, but in particular for certain courses around the medical sort of profession and medical students, mm. where it's very difficult to undertake those courses remotely and online you know you actually need to be uh, physically uh, uh, in a particular space and in a particular place to uh, learn about your um, chosen profession that you want to enter into in, 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 in health and social care for instance so there is some resource around that but I think for universities they were very clear at the outset that this pandemic and the lockdown was a very serious economic financial challenge to them 
and put in a very strong case, and certainly our members put in a very strong case to government to argue you know, that there should be some additional resources come to the higher education sector, not only to deal with the immediate consequences of the lockdown, the pandemic, and the potential uncertainty around student numbers, but about the fact that we needed our universities to be there in place, working hard and being central to the, to the recovery. And the government was talking and is still talking about the levelling up agenda. Uh, and levelling up agenda for Yorkshire is so important, but it will only really happen when we have very strong institutions working like universities with colleges, with local authorities, with the private sector. And if there's any sense that those institutions are in a very precarious position, then the levelling up agenda and developing a strong regional economy for Yorkshire will face challenges. So I think you're completely right about the the levelling up agenda. And that's something we're still hearing from the government that's really important. They haven't, you know, ditched that with all the spending that's had to go on with coronavirus. So that's that that is positive. But let's I guess let's talk a bit more about that. What kind of role do our institutions and universities in Yorkshire play in that? Is that about bringing talent to the region is it about making sure the talent we've already got in the region can access good quality education what what part of the leveling up kind of agenda do they fit into so i think um if we start from an outset um that universities our members overall contribute um around three billion pound per annum to mm-hmm. the region's economy so there's a scale issue there you know the importance of that sector if you think about this in particular from a particular sector point of view the higher education sector in yorkshire is really important. It matters for its overall uh, economic contribution. It matters for the number of people that it employs and supports unemployment around 56,000. And it also matters for the number of graduates it produces just under 69,000 each year. So there is something about, you know, the scale and the impact in localities. And if you think about the economic development of our particular cities like Leeds, Sheffield and Bradford, over the last five to 10 years, the universities have been very much central, you know, to that changing uh, physical urban landscape around their development in uh, innovation assets, for instance, or in uh, student accommodation or other forms of the university estate. That's been very uh, much a feature, I think, of, of cities in Yorkshire and, and across the uh, the north of England overall. So there is something about the universities as a sector being, being important to the regional economy. Clearly, they also play a, a pivotal role around the research and innovation agenda. Mm-hmm. And we've got some fantastic research and innovation assets in, in Yorkshire. You know, I'm thinking about the AMRC, Sheffield. I'm thinking about Nexus at Leeds, you know, 3M BIC, Huddersfield, the Wolfson Centre at Bradford, Aura on the Humber, you know, the Biorenewable Centre at York. All these assets are critical assets to developing new ideas, new products, new processes around that question about improving innovation, which is going to be so important to levelling up. So more investment in research and innovation, building on those assets is something we're calling for. And the government has, to be fair to it, uh, committed to increase research and innovation spending over the next period quite significantly. Uh, And that's welcome. Uh, We need to attract more private investment. That's going to be quite difficult in the current climate, but we have to do that as a country and we have to do that as a region. And we would also argue, I think, and this is where I think the levelling up agenda is key for us, that we want to see a greater focus on regions and on place when it comes to national research and innovation spending. And too often, I think the routes to uh, deploying that investment nationally have 
um, ignored or, or not necessarily counted the whole question about regional diversity, and that places are different. And so there's a big, strong push from our members and from other universities in the north of England to ensure that government thinks about research and innovation from its perspective of what it does for regions. And you've also got universities who play a really active role in the whole question about widening participation and opportunities. They have mm. to do that anyway as part of their their contract, if you like, with the with the regulator. Um, but sort of opening up opportunities for young people and others to go to university who maybe haven't thought about that, you know, so students who may be the first in their families to go to university. This is so important to do more to widen those opportunities and see that, you know, that uh, undertaking a course uh, would lead to a particular uh, profession or a particular job uh, and en enrich them as individuals. And all of our universities in Yorkshire uh, see that role and widening participation as being absolutely critical. So I think from, you know, the levelling up perspective is around skills, it's around research and innovation, it's around addressing inequalities, particular health inequalities. And I think the pandemic has illustrated and unfortunately exacerbated uh, health inequalities. And so certainly from a health and care perspective, our universities see that tackling health inequalities, both at source all the way through into, you know, we move into the acute phase of, of the health service sector is so important to addressing the levelling up agenda. You know, we can't tackle levelling up without tackling those health inequalities. And we did a piece of work recently, published a report with the Academic Health Science Network and the NHS Confederation, which was setting out this analysis, but also some ideas on how we can do that both as a region, but as a set of institutions in the region. There's a massive opportunity there, I think, and people who are interested in it know that there's a massive health sciences kind of um, expertise in Yorkshire in particular. And that, I think you're right, has never been more important than it is now. It's just wrestling that R&D funding that you're talking about there and that innovation funding out of the traditional kind of golden triangle, isn't it, of kind of London, Oxford and, Oxford and Cambridge and getting that up to places like Yorkshire where clearly we know what we're doing, we can do it, we've proven we can do it, just give us the kind of funding to do it. It's that constant battle, I suppose. And like you say, it seems like it's moving in the right direction a little bit. And you were saying before that you you kind of see that as part of the coronavirus recovery as well. Can you kind of expand a bit on a bit on that and the university's role there? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the universities, when the pandemic hit, very quickly turned their attention and were keen to and were asked by government to assist in addressing the whole question about, you know, the search for treatments, mm. search, obviously the, the ongoing search for a vaccine and how important that's going to be in order to enable us to return to some sense of normality and the levelling up agenda. Um, the way in which universities um, were able to deploy their expertise and research around um, PPE um, to um, look at the whole question about the specific impacts of COVID on certain cohorts of the population and we know that's been um, really important to to examine in certain parts of our towns and and in our in our in our cities um, so bringing all this kind of different swathe of, of of medical research together to look at this and sort of say how do we improve health and well-being and put health and well-being front and center of the economic recovery plans which are being developed in the in the region and that's that's something that you know we are looking to push more for to get more investment in 
and at the same time, not only in the medical research side, but look at a broader academic research side. We've got some fantastic researchers who have been looking at different things such as net zero, you know, the clean growth agenda, mm. looking at whole questions about business entrepreneurship. Um, what might the pandemic mean for our future towns and, and, and cities, you know, in the sense of, you know, remote, remote working, getting people back you know, on public transport, the infrastructure challenges, all of that. And one of the things that we did do recently working with the West Yorkshire Combined Authority was to harness and bring together a whole range of different academic experts who were able to kind of uh, offer their expertise to the Combined Authority as they were developing their economic recovery plan, which they're about to submit to government, and identify a series of policy, if you like, interventions that the Combined Authority may wish to consider. And I think this is so important that, you know, academic research is not just simply there to produce and publish in uh, journals that very few people might read, um, but actually is there in an applied sort of sense. And I think yeah, yeah. the strength of Yorkshire's universities, our different members, is we, we use and they use research in very much an applied sense. And that's, you know, what is the end user? What is the end product of this research? And I think very much looking at the medical sciences with a pandemic, looking at the whole question of economic recovery, social economic inequalities, the levelling up agenda, We've got some fantastic research that we could you know, deploy in a public policy setting, which hopefully is going to address some of those fundamental challenges. Yeah, and I think there's definitely that future there. I suppose the immediate kind of concern is, is students who are coming in September, though. I suppose for my kind of final question, if there's students sitting at home listening to this thinking, right, I'm coming to university in Yorkshire in September, I am worried that I'm paying £9,000 a year for this experience that isn't the same as it was, are they still going to have this enriching experience? Are our universities still able to offer that this year? Absolutely. It's going to be different. There's no question about that. But they're going to get a quality educational experience. It's a really tough time for so many people at the moment because there's a period of uncertainty. But I know speaking to universities and working within universities themselves, I've seen what steps the universities are putting in place to make sure that the students get that quality educational experience. The social side of things may be slightly different. You know, we've all got to you know, protect ourselves. You know, we've got to think about our distance between other people and all the hand sanitizing and, uh, you know, face masks and all of the all of those protective measures that we need to take. So it's going to be it's going to be different. But from a university perspective, Students are absolutely front and centre of what they what they do, and, and that's absolutely right. I think it's just saying that we're all part of a wider community, and this pandemic has taught, I think, many of us, and if not all of us, to think that this just isn't isn't about us as individuals. It's about what's happening for the wider community. You know, the virus transmits to other people, so protecting yourself is one thing, absolutely, but it's about protecting other people. University students are absolutely central to the communities in, in, in Yorkshire and play a fantastic role there. I think the, the messages from our different universities just, you know, protect yourselves. You will get, you know, the, the safeguarding universities. Think about the wider community, but overall, enjoy the experience. It's going to be a fantastic experience if somewhat slightly different and you'll get the rewards there in the end. Absolutely. Peter, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great to chat. No problem. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Pod's Own Country, the Yorkshire Post political podcast. I've been Jerry Scott, Yorkshire Post Westminster correspondent. 
You can find this podcast wherever you usually get your podcast, whether that's iTunes, Google, Spotify. And I'd really love it if you could leave us a review, if you could subscribe, if you could share and tell your friends, because it really helps to boost us in the charts. And we'll be back next week. See you then.